Welcome to Liz Collin Reports. On the podcast, the story of a Minnesota military member injured by the COVID vaccine. Shannon Safford is still active duty and unable to tell her story on her own, sadly, due to the politics surrounding this topic. But her mom, Jan Dahlstrom, joins me on the podcast to tell her daughter's story for her. Jan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me and hearing these stories. Well, Jen, I know you've been a very strong voice uh, for your daughter ever since th- this happened. Uh, just just take us back. This has been such a long road for, for your family, but it was really the summer of, of 2021 when, when everything changed. Yeah, she um, was deployed in March last year over in Afghanistan. And then in May of 2021, she did have her uh, vaccine and she wasn't really hesitant or she was a little apprehensive, but it was like... Um, not something that she wouldn't do or she, you know, she complied. Well, it's kind of the, the way the military is, right? It's just part of the, the drill, so to speak. You don't really think so uh, much about it. Yeah, she's had a lot of them. Yeah, that's for sure. So Shannon's uh, with her battalion in Kuwait when she receives the Johnson & Johnson shot. She noticed uh, some, some symptoms uh, early on. Just explain what happens next. Yeah, she uh, right away has the normal fluey feeling, not feeling that great. Um, but then was able to, I think maybe she took a day or so off, but then went back to work. Um, and it wasn't too long after that, she started menstrual cycle weirdness going on and then digestive issues that were very painful. Um, then, uh, within a month, it was the feeling like she was being electrocuted, horrible fatigue. She couldn't get up and move muscle twitching. Like if she were to flex, uh, you could see her tremors, Um, very, very fatigued, muscle weakness, uh, unable to function. She couldn't do her job. She can't figure it out. The the medics, it sounds like they they can't figure it out. They (laughs) send her home, but that's so difficult uh, for someone like your daughter uh, to leave her her fellow soldiers, her fellow Red Bulls um, on this deployment. Yeah, because if you remember, it was it was when it was during August when things got so, so bad. And you remember last August, we went into Afghanistan. So there was, that was all on the news. And she was saying that, Mom, we're going into Afghanistan. Their unit was over there to go help get the get people out of there. So her whole battalion went and she was too sick to go. All she could do was lay in her bed and, uh, you know, look up at her bunk and I would call her and we'd FaceTime and she was very distraught and sad because she wanted to be there. You know, we lost 13 Marines during that operation and she was not able to, to be with her people over there. But meanwhile, you're sort of fighting the, a battle for her, uh, at home. Uh, you create Shannon's battalion, um, I understand you guys, you guys called it on your on your daughter's behalf, but I'm also curious, uh, but before we get into some of her treatment, when when is it really the vaccine uh, that that becomes uh, the prime suspect here? Was it really from from the word go? Um, it was more me than her, because when when she she went to the ER and hospital, had blood tests, the CT scan, but somebody brought up the word Guan, Guan, Guan Bray, that, um, and I immediately linked it because that was kind of in the news a little bit about the Johnson and Johnson shot. So I was a little worried about that. And I told her, I go, this could be a result of the vaccine. And she goes, mom, everybody had it here. No one's having a problem, but me. So I was like, okay, but just, I just said, keep that in mind, but they still didn't find any answers. She was too sick and they had to send her home. She had to leave her unit. And it's important to point out that she had no health 
concerns at all. She was a healthy 27-year-old, 28-year-old at this point, right? Yeah, she was doing CrossFit. She was running. She was um, playing volleyball. There's pictures of her. She was in the, the best shape of her life, as she puts it, before her vaccine. Sure. So in a, this incredible family effort gets underway, Jan. We're going to show um, our viewers some pictures here, but you pour everything into trying to find Shannon the help that, that she desperately needs. Yeah, and this kind of happened naturally because we have a really great community of former like church people, and I have a that would come and make house calls once she was home. After I picked her up from the airport, some guy had to help carry her bag because she was not even strong enough to do that. Um, and we were, she was crying. I was like happy, you know, people were like, oh, thank goodness she didn't have to go to Afghanistan, but we can never understand how hard that is for her She's to come home without her unit. She was very not happy, <laughs> sad about that. Um, so then I have a lot of great community of friends and family. I have a neighbor, Nancy, who lent us her um, massage table and an ionic foot soak thing, detox thing. Different people were looking all over to help us. Uh, I had my niece, Jessie, who works at the Mayo Clinic. She was helping us kind of navigate. Do we go to the emergency room at the Mayo Clinic or do we make an appointment or what? how do we do that? Um, just really great friend. My husband was just fantastic with supporting, uh, holding down the fort and working while I was driving her to appointments and trying to figure things out. Just a great, great community. That's for sure. I know you have this picture of a treatment calendar, you know, something that would apply to, I think somebody four times, uh, Shannon's age, but this is something you're trying to keep up with as search for answers. Yeah. Um, my, wonderful sister Cher lives in Wisconsin, um, about 90 miles away. And she often came to our house to help. And cause we had Evie a lot, Shannon's daughter with us as well. But so Cher is very, she's a project manager. This is how things are going. She created the treatment calendar where we would write down the appointments. She also is like on a scale of one to 10, Shannon, where's your pain level? Okay. After we try this now, where's your pain level? It actually kind of made Shannon crazy. Um, and I'm not the best documenter, but Cher was definitely on it. And we're just trying to figure out and try to ease her symptoms some way, somehow. So Cher was just instrumental in helping us guide, you know, through that and trying to figure out something to give her some relief. And her symptoms certainly have changed uh, o- over the, the many months that have passed since. Uh, talk about that, how her condition uh, has improved, but obviously still the fight that she's in. When she was home in October, it was late, very, very end of October when she got home. We, because of our great community of friends and family, uh, I have a friend who has a husband who was going to a chiropractor who heard um, from him about this doctor that's traveling throughout the United States treating COVID injured people. And he's doing this treatment called IRT. It's uh, inflammation reflexology technology. So we got in emergency in with him. And unfortunately that didn't help her as much as we would hope, but he was the first guy that said, this is a hundred percent vaccine. He's seeing it all over the place. And this is a hundred, you're not crazy. You aren't, you were, you, and you won't be back to where you were, but we're going to get you, to where you can live your life again. I mean, he was just this beautiful soul and he helped his nurse who is now back to working full time. Um, so he's, he was great. We also tried, um, regular chiropractor, uh, a tonal kind of therapy chiropractor. We did the ionic, um, foot soaks. We did acupuncture, which we started in uh, Hudson driving back and forth to Hudson a couple times a week. And then we got referred to by team humanity 
uh, after connecting with Susanna from there, she gave us an acupuncturist in Minneapolis. And that was great to not drive that far. And plus she, she knew it, she knows what's going on and she's was helping people in Shannon's condition. So that was very helpful. Uh, we love essential oils. So my neighbor, Nancy would come over and do a a symphony of cells it's called on every other day massages with that and then I learned how to do that which she'd lay on the floor too when she didn't feel like going on the massage table uh, we did that uh, my sister gave her aroma touch she's like an aroma touch certified my husband would just try to massage the back she was in so much pain and he would give her nice neck rubs oh gosh what else did we try oh and also her her new her new general practitioner uh doctor that's here in the cities he's he listens to her the the first doctors did not uh, when she was first home so he we have she has a new doctor and he prescribed her a couple of uh, medications and that is easing her symptoms uh, somewhat but she she describes it as being about 50 percent back to what she was you know she still can't do anything physical but and isn't a lot of pain takes a lot of naps <laughs> Wow. And it's striking to hear that just a, a couple medical professionals along the way have actually acknowledged uh, a tie to the mm -hmm. vaccine. Uh, that sounds like overall that hasn't been the case. Right. Yeah. When you, as a matter of fact, before we went to the Mayo Clinic, because we're in this really great uh, team humanity and a Facebook group of, of COVID led by Bree Dressen, who's, who's been a big voice on this. She, we, in that group, we were highly, highly um, recommended to never say anything about the vaccine before we made our Mayo Clinic appointments because they were denying so many patients, so many of these people in this group. They're like, oh no, they, they wouldn't even get an appointment in. And then if, so say they didn't say, and they got the appointment they got in, if they said anything about it, they were just dismissed. And me coming, I, I grew up in Rochester uh, and I have family that works there. I'm, I was really really sad to hear that because I was, I was hoping that that'd be the opposite. Like this is a place where they're going to blow this up and figure out what's going on. No, you know, like, but no, but they, so we never said anything and went through several different days down there um, and, and got the diagnosis. We just didn't say anything about it. Sadly, that's what you're forced to, forced to do is, is stay quiet. I know that Shannon is now uh, back back to work, but she is going through the Army Medical Board uh, discharge process. Obviously, not something she ever wanted to do, but in the blink of an eye, uh, her life changed. Yeah, that is for sure. She's been in the um, in National Guard for about twelve years. Uh, it's a community and a career she totally loves, uh, and so hopefully she'll be able to still live in her house. You know, she moved back home late July or mid July. So she's back in her house up there and the community up there, she just loves and all of her army family have been, they've been very supportive. Um, you know, she's able to, she's on a, a thing called a profile where she's able to, you know, not, not do the PT work cause she can't, uh, and take breaks as needed and work from home some days and all that. They've been really great. It's a, it's been a great family for her. Yeah, obviously not part not part of the life plan um, at all. You know, it's one thing what what happened to your daughter, but in talking to you before, Jen, you said the secrecy behind all of this is really what's been the most frustrating uh, part for someone like you. That's that's what's so discouraging is because I watched it all. You know, because I I was kind of jumped into this early, not by choice, but after doing the deeper digging, and then you see that Facebook groups getting shut down. You see the censorship that you can't even talk about it 
when I post something about her story, I get a big warning on there. I'm like, this is real life. This is somebody's life we're talking about. Are you telling me it's not real? And that just happens. Oh, it's still happening. Just terrible. So that's just so discouraging to me. And, and that the information is out there and it was su- suppressed with the early treatment. Um, all of these doctors that knew things to help save lives so early on. And we're not even talking about the vaccine injury. I'm talking about people that could have been, their lives could have been saved by ivermectin and hydrochloroquine and those kind of things. Um, but there was silence and hospitals can't even, you couldn't even tell your loved one that I want them to do this instead. What happened to our second opinion? What happened to listening to what the patient wants? They were, th- they, you couldn't get it. You couldn't get ivermectin filled. You can't go do this. They're dictating what we're supposed to do. I'm like, what happened to our free, free choice and our health? I don't understand. I, and I still don't understand it. So you can't, you can't get it. Yeah, and you, you can't turn on the, the local news yeah. ever, uh, you know, see a story like no. Shannon's or, or hear from a, a family like yours. And, and clearly you're searching for help. And, and this, like, as you said, the secrecy uh, and the silence is really frightening. Right. Um, you know, and, and talking about the military, you know, that's that's also what's what's happened here now too. the military's COVID-19 vaccine mm-hmm. mandate has ended uh, like we've seen these uh, mandates uh, and again and again. But talk to me about your feelings about that. So we have 8000 mm-hmm. troops who were basically kicked out uh, for refusing the vaccine. Then there's people like your daughter who go through with it. And th- this is where she is now. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm so heartbroken for all of those people in the military and nurses and doctors and everybody else, you know, who actually lost their jobs over this this thing. It's upsetting to me that say you have two people in the military and they want to have children, but it can affect that your women and women and childbearing ages. It can affect that and mess that up. They're hearing ramblings about that um, and they don't want to get it. So they get out and but they don't want someone else to get it. You know, their spouse Uh, because no one knows about the repercussions of it. And by this time, they're trying to wait as late as possible to the deadline. And it's causing disruption in families um, just because they maybe don't agree on it. So that's horrible. But I do believe with everything in me is those people that did did not take it and they stood up for their own beliefs and they stood their ground and they didn't didn't comply because of a personal belief or, you know, their religion, whatever autonomy over their own body, uh, that those people won't even come back. They might not even come back, you know, cause now they, they can come back, but what if they choose not to because of what they've been through and we need better doctors and nurses and airlines, things that are going to stand up to this madness. So there's going to be an opportunity. I would just, I just really believe that for new hospitals and doctors to, to be more integrated and yep. We, we're not going to comply with this because overall you think about all the, these, uh, federal agencies, the FDA and the CDC and NIH, all those things. Are we healthier today than we, we were when my parents were growing up or when I was younger? We're not. I mean, our health, our health is declining and it's just, and this is making it, uh, I mean, this is really on, uh, a fast paced speed to decline and it's not helping. So I just feel like those people that did stand their ground are going to be blessed in some way in, in undescribable ways that I can't, we can't foresee, but I just think, think something good has got to happen out of that. Well, and speaking of some, some good, I know many families have now forged friendships 
You guys have been at the Capitol yeah. raising your voices. Where can, can people go to find out more and also share their support? Because, again, there's a lot of uh, people in this situation, uh, sadly. React19.org is is fabulous. It's a patient-led thing. We didn't have any answers. Bree Dressen started that. There is no answers out there. They are raising funds to help people in Shannon's situation. And actually we got another lead on a, on a treatment that, that could possibly really help her through this next step. And react 19 could pay for that. She has to apply for that. And she's working on that right now. So we're just really hopeful for another treatment that might help. So react 19 is a great place. The FLCCC, that frontline COVID 19 criticalcare.com. They have protocols out there for everything. So even RSV, I mean, for us to be healthy, to stay healthy, this is stuff I wish that they would put on the, you know, nightly news for people to be proactive and try to stay safe and healthy in the first place. Um, that's all out there. And, and even with the current heart issues going on, they even have a new protocol out there for that to, to check on your heart and, and some things to try for that. So that's, I think is, is wonderful. Minnesota team humanity with Susanna Newell is great. And of course, Twitter, all the doctors are kind of back there. So uh, good to hear from them again and what's going on in interviews. And we're always learning. They change it up as they learn more. They're great support. Jan Dahlstrom, we thank you so much for sharing Shannon's story. We certainly uh, wish your daughter the best in, in the days. Thank ahead. you so much. Um, thank you very much for hearing these stories again. Thank you. That will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We will see you next time. Mm-hmm.